Jerry Beerman and Learn Glass. I got, um, gosh, I almost called you Brent Thomas. My goodness. It's all right. It's all right. It's unbelievable. So Brent Crank, which that would be good real quick. How'd you come up with Brent Thomas Renovations, Brent? Well, Tom, Thomas is my middle name. So you wouldn't have been inappropriate by calling me Brent Thomas. So, yeah. So, yeah. And, and you went through that would, let's, let's talk about that some other podcast, but um, how you went through the name change. But one of the things that you had, that's really interesting for me to hear about is um, you met with the state. Was it this week or last week? Early this week. Give yeah. Me, give me some, pull back the curtains on that and tell me what that was like. Yeah, they, they wanted to come in and get a perspective on small business, somebody that had applied for the PPP loan and had not yet received those funds. And obviously that's, that's our business. So um, they came in, they did a video. Um, they kind of had it, you know, what they wanted to get out of it, of course. But uh, they wanted to get our story, our perspective, what we were feeling and try to utilize that information to put pressure on, uh, on Congress to get, get that second wave passed. Which they subsequently obviously did. They did. Um, did they tape, um, did you get a copy of your interview? I don't have it yet, but I, I will. That'd be mm -hmm. cool, I'd love to see that. And, mm -hmm. uh, and I'll probably tag, if, if it's okay with you, I'll probably tag that picture you just sent me. Um, I'll tag that on this, uh, on this recording as well. Sure. Sure. What, what was your sense? Like as, as leaders and owners, sometimes we feel, well, many of us feel completely isolated. That's what prompted the whole conduit idea was get it leaders and owners together. Um, did you sense as you were dealing with some of the, the folks from the state, did you sense they, they deeply cared? They were, a little bit concerned what was your overall sense yeah i think i think dealing with the individuals that i was talking to directly yes i got the feeling that they very much cared hmm. i think in a in a broader sense um you know when you see a delay of a week or 10 days in in the additional funding come out you feel like these people are playing politics and that um, you get that feeling. You're just the number, you know? Yeah. Um, and as you very well know, in the life of a small business, a week, 10 days can feel like an eternity. Oh my gosh. No. Uh, since this thing started, that's been one line I've been using with my guys over and over is that we're taking this day by day, moment by moment, yeah. especially early on in the crisis because information was changing and coming out that, that quickly. So from one day to the next, it was hard to, to know and plan mm -hmm. uh, what, what you were doing and how you were going to move forward. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, were you launched in, were you in business in 07, 08, 09? Yes, I was. Yeah. So you yeah. don't, you don't, your hair didn't turn gray or turn loose like mine did. You look great. <laughs> so you, so you, you survived that as, as I did as well. And a lot of our friends and, um, most of us are kind of bracing. Most of us are talking about like, okay, what did we do in 07, 08, 09? How do we you know, lead gen? How do we get business, client acquisition, client fulfillment? All right, we got to roll up our sleeves. I've got some friends that, um, you know, are thinking now's a good time to retire. I don't, I don't, mm -hmm. know, I don't know that I want to go through this again. Mm -hmm. And so, um, full, full disclosure too, Jerry, like going through it, Back then, 08, you know, it, we were a much different 
the business looked much different then. It was yeah. more of a sole proprietorship. You yeah. know, this this is the first time walking through it with a, you know, the team and employees and, and the structure of people counting on us like, like they do now. So it is different in that sense. I do remember the, the stress of it, yeah. certainly. Well, as you alluded to a second ago about the state or the government, um, I woke up at four o'clock this morning and in full transparency, I started uh, thinking about each individual staff. I, I shared this with two of my leaders today. Is I, 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 one, of the, one of the guys named Chris, you know, you know Chris. I, started, I said, Chris, I started thinking about you individually. And if we get at the back end of this and I can't afford to have you on staff, what's the implications for yourself, for Morgan, your wife, uh, for Isaac, Lincoln, and Ruth, your kids, for your house? for your debt, what, is, what does that look like? And I went through that with each staff member by name. And I'm not saying I did, I'm, in full disclosure, I'm, I'm not s suggesting I did anything good. I'm just, in full disclosure, just kind of sharing the way my morning started. And I started thinking about our staff and you know, who would have the least amount of impact if I couldn't afford to keep them on our staff. And, uh, on the drive into work, I called one of my friends, one of the, you know, within the tribe of Conduit, fortunately, there's uh, hundreds of us like you and I that um, are, make ourselves available for each other um, at a moment's notice, as you did for this call, where I said, Brent, I need a therapist for 20 minutes, and you said, okay, I'll do it, is uh, I was talking to a leader on the drive in, and he said, because I said, I'm struggling with my daughters, uh, 21 and 19, and, you know, for them... Uh, it's just an extended vacation for them. And so he said to me, he said, Jerry, I don't think your daughter or some of your younger coworkers could really grasp what is going on. Like mm -hmm. uh, he, the way I chose to hear him, he suggested, you know, it's, they're not going to get it. And you know me well enough to know how stubborn I am. And I said, so I pushed back on that. I said, I don't, I don't buy that. I, I think if, um, you know, God forbid we were in, you know, the movie Back to the Future where we were on the front line in Vietnam and my daughters uh, or my staff uh, were marching down a field and one of them took a, took a shot um, or one of them, God forbid, died, I think they would get it like that. And right. so I, I was laughing offline. I was talking about that book I read years ago, years and years ago. I'm 53 now. I probably read it when I was 23. Um, the Art of War by Sun Tzu. Mm -hmm. he, you know, what he would do, what, what he would do is he'd bring somebody in his platoon or unit or tribe up to the front as they were having whatever, um, as he was talking to his, his tribe, and he'd kill somebody. <laughs> and you and I were laughing about that. It's like, you know, in, in, I'm not, I'm not, um, I, I do remember corporate America, you know, where like, um, I don't know who some of the leaders were, but they would take some of their leaders and they would fire them um, publicly. Publicly, yeah. Yeah, and, and a, in a way to get the attention of the rest that were left behind. And I'm not suggesting that, any of us do anything like that. What I am frustrated with is we're in this next threshold of like the first threshold was 
will everybody stay alive? Like, am I going to get the virus and die? And right. I think, I think, um, I think Lord willing and thank God, most of us, most of our friends survived the first wave of the virus. Well, now the virus created the next fight, right? And so not that we're done with that fight completely, but it seems like we have a better handle on the virus now. And so now it's the next threshold, which is sustainability for your business and for your employees. And um, you, you'd mentioned chicken, chicken little in the sky falling. Um, you and I are going to be fine. Like, even if, you know, God forbid our businesses wouldn't make it, you and I are going to be fine. Like you've right. got, I, I know you well enough. Uh, you're a person of faith. Uh, you're, you're a husband. Uh, you're a father. You're a leader. You're not going to have any problem. You're going to be good. If you, not that you want to reinvent yourself. But if you had to go get a job or change professions or whatever, you would be fine. It would be a pain. It would be devastating. But for many guys in your, in your staff, not, not to talk to you about your guys, but my guys, is I'm thinking, well, shoot, what's going to happen to that? Right. Right. Yeah, it's, it's a tough scenario. I think of, it, of our team and the people that rely on us. Um, and I, I see it in my family, too. You know. Um, my daughter is a senior this year yeah. and I'm watching all the, you know, rites of passage that she's missing out on right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, big, big news came in uh, just this week. She had a six week internship in Nicaragua that she was going to take part in. Yeah. That got canceled. Uh, obviously she was emotional about that. So, so many of these things uh, we wonder like, are the people rounding us, around us getting it? Do they feel what we feel? And they're, they're having their own crisis in reality in some fashion um, and having to deal with that. And it's, it's interesting from the family standpoint of dealing with it on that side and then also worrying about my other family, right? Yeah. Uh, the work family. Yeah, uh, for sure. And, uh, and it, you know, in a small business like this, it is like family. Mm -hmm. uh, no doubt. It's, uh, it's certainly tough and interesting to see, you know, how each person deals with this, uh, uncertainty individually. Yeah. Um, you know, you certainly have people that handle it better or worse. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that makes your job a little more difficult dealing with that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that the people that rely on us, they want to know everything's okay. Mm -hmm. And there are moments and times where we can't say everything's okay. Mm -hmm. um, we can say, here's what we're going to do today, mm -hmm. but we don't know that everything's okay. Well, and as uh, a person of faith, I know everything's going to end up okay. Sure, sure. I just, I just know it's going to We be don't know how it's going to get there, though. Exactly. Right. As, right. As, some, as some people say, that they're not afraid of dying. They're afraid of, afraid of the process, right? Right. How it's going to happen. Right. Yeah. And so exactly. one of the things I said to my staff yesterday, and I also find it interesting, and you know, I appreciate the leadership conversation, but just very quickly, I find it interesting that the payroll is eight weeks and the typical work day, work week is five days, which is 40 days. And I'm thinking, hmm, who else went through 40 days of wilderness? And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. And so as I'm processing this, I'm talking to my staff in terms of, that you're going to get a level of intensity from me um, 
that you have not experienced before. And so what I told my staff yesterday was, you're, you're, one of your biggest challenges, I think in the next eight weeks, is gonna be the intensity that I bring to you to say, I need you to execute as you've been trained at a best in class level. And when you don't, I still love you, you're still good with me. Like that, mm -hmm. ident that identity issue, which is the same thing we do with our kids, right? Your what's your daughter's name? Alina. Alina brings an A home and you, sorry, sorry, that was, that was close. She brings a guy you don't like home, sorry. She brings, <laughs> she brings an A on her exam <laughs> and you love her and she brings a C home and you still love her. Like the, the A and the C doesn't change the love meter. And so right. one, of, one of the things I try to teach my guys and gals, Hannah, is that I love you you know, like the God loves you regardless of your performance. So these are, I, I believe that my staff is going to go through this tension of, gosh, Jerry's being such a jackass. He's demanding. Here's what I'm demanding from our, our staff is I'm demanding you to execute at a best in class level as you've been trained. And so I'm, I'm talking to my staff. Have you been trained well enough to execute at the level I'm asking? And they're like, yeah. Okay, great. So you guys all can execute at this level of uh, performance. And when you don't, I'm coming, right? I'm, I'm coming. It's not okay, Brent. Right, right. However, I still love you. Like it's not a, it, it's, it doesn't, which I'll struggle with this too. But I mean, that's the message that I'm trying to get across to my guys. And I know just like my daughters in my house, they're like, dad, chill. Just chill, dad. And, uh, I lived through 07, 08, 09, and I don't have anxiety of, like, like I said earlier, I, that I'm not gonna make it. I have uh, a responsibility to prepare my staff that if they don't make it, that there's enough value that they can offer the marketplace, uh, and they're, they're people of character and integrity, they're not gonna have a problem, right, getting a job. Right, well, we wanna feel like if, if the people working for us weren't we're no longer working for us that we have done them a favor by the training the requirements that we put them through that that anyone would love to have them on their team yeah. because they work for us for sure uh, and i i think sometimes on a person by person basis maybe the team doesn't always see that or understand that that the leadership has that perspective or mentality coming into it mm -hmm. um yeah, they need to be on point right now. Yeah, and so that, I just made a note of this because I, I follow uh, Gary Vaynerchuk uh, through social media. He puts out some, um, some great material. But one of the things that he always says is don't ever expect your employees to act like or take ownership of the business as the owner does. And I agree with that. I, I agree. <laughs> you, you and I as owners um, – want we we want to take on the burden the responsibility of owning like we we get it. you and i get it again going back to the conduit piece you know i can look in the eye of other leaders and say oh, you, you understand me because you you're not better than anybody else brent but your shoulders can handle the weight and responsibility the burden that comes with leadership and ownership i'm not expecting my staff to get that what right. I'm expecting them to get is the 
urgency to execute and the, con- the corresponding consequences to not, right? Right. The urgency, you know, Joe, I need, I, I, I need to know, Hannah, that you understand the urgency uh, to execute at a best-in-class way and the corresponding consequences if you don't. Yes. Yeah. Which is different than the weight of ownership of a business. So right. I, I want to differentiate those two. Absolutely. And, and the way I see it is, you know, if we can move the needle for our employees to where they're taking just a, a hair more ownership, if you will, Sure. Or, or they're following procedure just a little closer to what, what is in our minds, what's in our hearts. You know, that takes just an ounce of pressure off, and that, that's fulfilling what what we're trying to do. You're right; they're never going to see it, feel it, you know, breathe it like we do. Yeah. But if we can get them just to take an ounce of it, um, we tried to put in some new SOPs this week, yeah. standard operating procedures, along with a daily reminder list of five questions, five questions to start the day, five questions to end the day. Mm. Little things that if they'll abide by those things yeah. will set them up for success every day. So why, why do we do that? We do that to make it easier for them to make sure that we're uh, accomplishing what I call the, the BTR way, the Brent Thomas renovation way. Yeah. Yeah. Where does that come from? Well, of course that comes from what I would do, what I had done for years. Yeah. If I can't replace me on, on the job site, that's the closest I can do is to have you ask these questions of yourself yeah. and that's going to set you up to delivering what makes us different. Yeah. I'd love to get a copy of those five questions, by the way. That's good. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're putting together scorecards for our guys as well. You know, these are, excuse me, these are the measure, these are the measurables that matter today. And so you know, we're in with the, we got our payroll loan, um, whatever, what day is today? Thursday. So we got it in the bank, I guess, Tuesday. And so yesterday was day one, today's day two. And I'm doing a countdown. You know, I'm, I'm doing a, I'm doing a countdown. Our revenue's down 30%. Um, and so I'm full disclosure with our staff. Again, I'm not saying I'm leading, you know, I, I'm not suggesting I'm leading well. I'm just suggesting this is what I'm actually doing. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, well, this requires a whole new policy or, or whatever you want to say to follow, make sure you're, you're getting things in the right time frame, following yeah. the procedure that they've laid out yeah. so that you're not penalized or, yeah. you know, or making the best use of, of what's being provided. Yeah. And casting vision that there's, you know, I have hope, I have optimism that we're going to get at the end of these eight weeks and we're going to take ground. We're going to be better. We're going to be healthier. And so it's not a, it, it really is from a, from a leadership standpoint, it's always a balance of the chicken little, the, right, the sky's falling. And like, this is serious. Like this, the consequences are substantial right now. And I think we're going to persevere and overcome. Right. But it's going to be really hard. Absolutely. I, I think, and I don't know what, what you're experiencing as far as leads right now, but I've noticed just over the last week that my phone's starting to ring a little more. And I think as we move closer to uh, phasing out the quarantine, that there's going to be this initial um, influx of leads just from frustration and, you know, people sitting in their houses all for six weeks and looking at every problem they have. But then I do wonder 
um, after that influx comes, yes. what's, what's six months, nine months, 12 months down the road, mm -hmm. uh, what's the long-term effect of, you know, coronavirus yeah. and, and yeah. the shutdown and, and all that yeah. connected. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. it's not over by any means, even when the, in, even when the relief comes, it's just, you know, it's not over by any means. Yeah. Yeah. And as a leader, you're, you're, and I, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago too, is you, well, I say a couple of weeks ago to your point, it's, you know, a couple of weeks ago, seems like yesterday, right? I mean, it's just right. like so right. much coming at us, right. but the, the mental chess that you play, if this, then that, that, right. It's you're as a leader, as a leader, you're making moves in your head so much before you're making moves in, in reality. And so, you know, there's a, there's a balance kind of getting into the, some of the mental health aspects of it. It's not health. You know, this past week I worked seven days a week. Um, I'm embarrassed to say, and just a couple, a couple issues, a couple staff issues on um, Sunday that I typically try to uh, have at least a day where I'm not quote unquote working, whatever that means to you. But um, anyway, the wheels kind of fell off and Sunday I was emailing an, our attorney and, talking to uh, staff and the stress of that is that my daughter said to me Monday, she said, you're, she said, dad, you're going to get sick if you don't take care of yourself. And I, I'm 53. I'm like, yeah, you're right. I mean, you're right. It's just yeah. right now, like, you don't, you know, you gotta, I, I need, I need to get back in balance. Um, but when the, uh, when, when wheels are loose, I wouldn't say they're falling off, but when the, when the wheels are rattling, you know, now's not a time for me to not be laser focused on what I need to be. Oh, right. And as it relates to, you know, getting all the information together for the PPP loan and all that stuff, oh. you can't afford to, to wait till tomorrow. Oh. Uh, <laughs> have, you, have you heard of, uh, uh, Kurt Kersey has a, him and some guys, uh, they put together, it's a really cool podcast. It's called the grown man project. Have you heard of that by any chance? I'm not familiar. Uh -uh. So you'll have to you have to check it out. I'll send you the link. He's, okay. he's a good guy. I binge listened just so I knew that. Tried to get a feel for his audience uh, yesterday. But one of the things he said at the end is he said, "You know, hey Jerry, what books and stuff are you reading?" I'm like, "Books." I didn't say this to him, but I was like, "Frick, man, I've been reading legal documents and um, stuff from the SBA and." Uh, the bank and filling out forms. I promise you, thank God for my father-in-law, who's our CFO. I promise you, we prepared a hundred different documents for the, uh, the payroll protection loan. And then Saturday night, I got an email from my local banker that said, you're missing one document. And I'm like, are you believing me? The pressure to when, when those emails come through, the pressure just overwhelming. <laughs> 10 yeah. o'clock at night, my heart rate would, with that burst of cortisol. And then, uh, and how'd you sleep that night? I didn't, I didn't. <laughs> well, part of the problem with this is they're using words. I don't even know what these words mean. Like I'm Googling, I, I'm Googling words. I'm like, what is that document? I'm like, yeah, all the legalese and, and yeah, it makes my head spin. It really dude, does. Seriously. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's like I joke, you know, you go to the doctor and they say, you know, you get you've got an ache or a pain and the doc uses this medical term and you're like, am I going to die? They're like, no, it's just a hair ingrown hair. Right. Just don't worry about it. <laughs> right. Right. 
<laughs> but when you don't know, you don't know. Yeah, this is, you know. Well, and, and we talked about this on our, on our prayer time this morning is, um, well, I talked about it, was convicting. Like, as a, as a control freak, leader, owner, I'm used to knowing. Right? I know. Uh, right. people, ask me, people ask me questions around here uh, that's business, sorry, that's product or service related. I know. I know mm -hmm. the answer. Right. And so when these situations come up, this crisis, it's like, wow, I'm totally unprepared. I don't know. I, I don't know. And so it really pushes on your faith. Uh, as Don Kennedy said a couple of weeks ago, it exposes, for me, embarrassingly enough, humbling enough, it exposes all my flaws, right? I see, I'm like, oh gosh, I'm not leading well here. Um, and I'm not beating myself up over this, but um, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not leading well here. My spiritual life's not where it needs to be. Um, I, I need to pay attention to my wife. I need to be present for my wife. I need to be present for my kids. So these are, these are, these are times that you do an evaluation of yourself also. And you're like, okay, um, God's not done with me yet. I'm 53. I've got a lot of, uh, growth and development still to go. Yeah. And it's through these situations that that happens, right? It's like a concentrated yeah. You know, yeah. Camp. And it, it does expose you. We, you know, we've, we've been doing what we do long enough that inside of what we do, there's not going to be too many things that come up that we don't have an answer to or a solution to. Yeah. But yeah. You, we get into a situation like this and, mm -hmm. um, you know, I mentioned introducing some new standard, uh, standard operating procedures and man, I thought I was, I thought I was just killing it, putting these out there and uh, the way it was received by some of the team members was just not how I expected that it would be received. Yeah. And um, I got another little bit of feedback from uh, Evan, uh, who you, you know Love real him. well. Love him. And he said, you know, maybe, maybe we could have set that up a little better before <laughs> we put those things out there. And I, I stepped back and I was like, you know what? He's right. Yeah, of course. He's right. Is. I could have. I could have set that up just a little bit better yeah. and it probably would have been perceived and understood and taken. So it goes back to like what you're saying with the leadership. We're, yeah. our minds are 400 different places right now. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we think we're solving all the problems, but then, yeah. you know, just a little bit of setup on that. And it, it would have probably changed the entire feeling around all that. For sure. Yeah. Well, kudos to Evan. He handled that very professionally. I think some of my guys would say to me, dude, what are you thinking, right? <laughs> I, just, yeah, I, just, I appreciate having mm. someone of his leadership capabilities to lean on in these times to someone on my team. It's yeah, um, that certainly makes things a lot easier. He's a wise, he's a wise man beyond his years. Beyond his years, for sure. Yeah, yep. good one there. The I I just made a note. I I knew this, but you just reminded me of it. Is that um. You know, if you go to the gym, which you can't go to the gym, but if you if you wanted to build muscle mass, that we know that you have to tear that muscle mass down for it to right. And so I don't know how that all works spiritually, but I think I think what's happening for myself for sure is that there's a lot of me that's getting torn down, and I realize that I'm going to have to build it back up. Mm -hmm. um, and the good thing is I'll be stronger because of that. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah. The right. light is shining in on those things now. Yep. I could Absolutely. talk to you all day about this stuff, but I want to be sensitive to your time as well as my sure. bladder. 
<laughs> <laughs> on my second pot of coffee today. All right. 